Cacophony tells you you're listening to the Power of Three podcast, where three lifelong Doctor Who fans, I'll introduce them to you shortly, discuss, enthuse and occasionally criticise a trio of products related to our favourite show. That might be televised adventures, classic and and recent. It could be spin-off novels, books about the show, biographies, magazines, basically anything that gives us the excuse to talk about Doctor Who. And now to introduce my co-conspirators, say hello Davey. Hello everyone, David here. And Kenny. Hello everyone, I'm an inaction figure. We're talking about merch, as you fans <laughs> call it. Do you call it that? Merch? No, my daughter calls it merch, but I always use the word merchandise. Because Christmas is upon us, or will be shortly, and you know, people listening to this might be thinking, what do I get that geek, <laughs> uh, the Doctor Who fan, for his Christmas. The problem is, most Doctor Who fans have already bought most of this stuff. Yeah, my mum used to say that it was always a problem, that they'd say, oh, we get them, but I'd, I'd rush out and buy it myself already. What did you get as kids for Doctor Who? Oh, always the Doctor Who annual. Every year from World Distributors, always got my annual. And then, of course, it stopped in 1986. Um, For a good few years, I got a lot of the Target paperbacks. I think I mentioned before that... um. Christmas 81 I got a few and mm. um, it was I remember for a good two or three years it would be the I, I didn't really get, I didn't get the annuals that's weird mm. I didn't get no them. I didn't get the annuals I think mm. I got them once so. aye I've got, I've got a feeling I had one maybe it was like, a Tom Baker one I got yeah. what's the one what's the one from the cover with um Tom in the big chair from the Armageddon Right, well, I got that one you're so sad mate that um, was the first one I got yeah. I didn't actually I don't remember getting any Doctor Who stuff when I was a kid which is oh. weird. Well, I think it's because I, 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 I bought all the paperbacks as they were published. Yeah. So by the time Christmas came, there was no paperbacks sure. to, to get. I do, one of my earliest memories, though, is that my big brothers were given a black and a grey Dalek, and that was in the 60s, because it was before I moved from the house that I lived in when I was a really young, before we moved to the house where I grew up, and that was in 1969, 67, maybe. And Evil of the Daleks had just been shown... Mm. And my big brothers, it's why I remember Evil of the Daleks a little bit, because my big brothers were going on about these two Daleks they had that were enemies. One was a good Dalek, one was mm. a bad Dalek, and I always remember them doing the pretend fights. Fantastic. And they were they were clockwork. So they, they, they moved on their own, they weren't remote controlled, but they moved mm. on their own, they didn't speak or anything. But I always remember the designs very vividly, they were mm. brilliant. Imagine have, still having that. Yeah, the Louis yeah. Marx Daleks. Of course, my friends yeah. came up with a, with a rhyme many moons ago. Louis Marx goes round the parks with his plastic toys. He gives satisfaction with his bump-and-go action to little girls and boys. Referring to bump-and-go Daleks, of course. <laughs> oh, goodness me. I, I, think th- that's I think we'll edit that out. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> it's a family podcast, mate. Yeah, true. My big brother, Kenny, did get a Doctor uh, Dalek costume from my gran. Oh, excellent. And it was a... Is this the Scorpion Automotives one? The I've ones that were no super idea. rare? No idea. I mean, he was like very young when he got it, so he was a fan from '63 onwards, and he was born '56. So, you know, he was seven when it when it mm. started. But my gran knew he was heavily into Dalek, so she bought him this, and basically it was a jacket. It was right. made of plastic, <laughs> right. you know, polythene, yeah. uh, and it, and it, 
you know, if you squinted, it looked a bit like a Dalek. But I think there was a family photograph of him wearing it, but I haven't seen it for such a long time. What would you buy a Doctor Who fan today then? I suppose that's the difference between then and now. There's just so much stuff. I mean, well, obviously, there's nowhere near as much as it was a decade ago. Yeah. When you remember walking into, I don't know if you ever walked into Toys R Us about a decade ago. And oh, yes, yes. And then you'd look there, Never. and there's a huge Doctor Who <laughs> Well, display. most of these that we have. Uh, listener uh, sitting on my dining room table were bought in Toys R Us. Um, I I bought some of the you know the ten inch Daleks yep. before I had kids, uh, when and kept them in pristine condition in the boxes, and then when my two boys got a bit older and got into Doctor Who, they wanted to play with them. Yeah, and stupidly I allowed them because no. I'm a te- I'm a good father but a terrible fan. <laughs> And I allowed them, and, and, and they're still upstairs. Like one doesn't have an eye stock anymore. The, the remote control things don't work. Um, but here we have. I mean, this is, this is the, the you know Davros from Genesis of the Daleks. Yep, remote control version. Remote control version, and it is brilliant. And and if the, if if I could find the remote control, we would be able to let people hear what it sounds like. But it's a little <laughs> bit of dialogue from Genesis of the Daleks. So I let them stupidly play with that, and then it was broken, and then. The new Davros from uh, Parting of the Ways and the Stolen Earth, which is amazing yeah, when you look at the difference between them, actually. Yeah. And that's also remote controlled in some other oh, I never got the remote control version. Oh, All right, well, that is as well. Yeah, no, I, I bought most of the, the figures that I got you know, during the, you know, the revived sort of golden age. I got most of mine in FP, actually, Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Got a few by mail order because remember when they started doing the builder figure for the giant robot? Yeah. Remember ordering them from. Um, who1.com just because they were off in the full set. There was a, a comic dealer up in Castlemilk, uh, Ivor Davis. Yeah. Uh, Red Hawk right. Comics. Yeah. I used to go up there most weeks. Yeah. And when I kind of restarted my comic collection back in like 2004, and he got a lot of these figures in. I think that's where the Genesis of Alex Davros yeah. came from. But most of these figures and other stuff, they belong to Jack and Jamie, my sons. Yeah, well, obviously, action figures that I've loved since I was at school and started off with Star Wars ones. And I was always gutted that there were never Doctor Who ones back then. So when it was announced that Character Options had started to make the figures, I was really, really excited. Of course, we started off with the sort of fixed pose Eccleston and Rose. Did you have any of the Dapple figures from making Oh, yes, yeah, so I, yeah. I had the Dapple figures. Yeah, I had a few. They weren't so good, but I still got them all. I never got the TARDIS console. I had it. I might still be lying about somewhere. Oh, God, I'd buy it from you. I bought the, bought the full set. And the, the, only the, reason, the, the only reason we have in this house all these action figures is because I have sons. If mm. I have suggested to Callan on occasion, remember when they produced all 11 Doctors, I think it yeah. was, in a TARDIS presentation box. Yeah. Mm. And it was 40 quid in Toys R Us. And I picked it up and said to Carolyn, what do you think? And she said, how would you like to live in a bed sit on your own? <laughs> so I didn't buy it. Uh, but because then the boys came along and uh, they, they have more of an excuse for buying action yeah. figures or toys, as my wife Yes, well, they them. are toys. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. no doubt. I mean, I've got... Um, I've got virtually every figure that there has been. I'm I'm quite lucky. I'm very friendly with Alistair Dewar, who's the creative director of Character, and he's the one who commissions and creates all these figures. And he's a Perth boy, um, and we've just got to know each other over the years really well. Um, and and here's our Power of Three exclusive. As you know, this year some action figures came out that were based on Big Finish. 
stories. And I was actually involved in the selection of the Doctors and Daleks for these stories, um, which was, was rather good because obviously doing Big Finish as the, as I was recently dubbed the, the historian of Big Finish, <laughs> I never gave myself that title, but I'm quite happy to take it. No money in it, but I'll take the title. Was it someone anonymously on Twitter that gave it that, uh, that gave you that title? Wasn't it? Uh, no, it was, um, it, was actually, it was the official Big Finish account. Right, right. So um, I was Steve uh, who's doing that. Um, so yes, I, I mean, something that I've wanted for years is a Paul McGann in Dark Eyes figure, which uh, I'm holding in my hand right now. Um, and of course, the, the way you Sorry, want to, when you say in Dark Eyes figure? Yes, that's uh, the Dark Eyes costume. McGann was given a new costume with big finish for the Dark Eyes range of audio stories where he ditched the green velvet and he's now got a blue leather jacket, white t-shirt and a pair of jeans and yeah, brown boots. Yeah, because dramatically in the storyline, he kind of, you know, he's... He, Pitches up in the trenches in World War One, and the velvet gear gets wrecked, and he just picks up what's what's nearby. Much closer to Eccleston. Very, I mean, yes. it's, it's, I think I think the body's a repaint of an Eccleston. It is indeed, but it's the jacket. The jacket. Is, he's basically in a sort of a le- blue leather pea coat. Yeah. Um, with gold buttons on it. So um, with with well, we worked out what figure what could we work. And these are still on sale. These are on sale if you can find them in B and M exclusive. So yes, they they are quite hmm. hard to find. And each doctor came with a Dalek. So we also did. A TV movie McCoy because that had never been issued as a figure and we married that one up with a Dalek from one of the Gallifrey spin-off series which is one of the new series Daleks but with black spots on its hemispheres and the other one we did was a War Doctor Dalek, a War Doctor which was a slight repaint and that came with another one from one of the War Doctor Big Finish stories but the one that we had the most fun with was McGann with the Dalek Interrogator Prime, a Dalek that's never appeared anywhere, but we wanted to come up with something that was really quite striking. So Al came up with this one that's a a blue body with silver spheres on it, and it looks incredible. And it's really, really hard to find now. There's two versions of it, uh, one that's slightly battle-worn and one that's nice and clean. And it's, I think it's, it's one of the best things that have been done. Even though it doesn't appear anywhere, I still think it looks fantastic. It's it's really nice after so long that we're, um... The, the, the BF stuff's being recognised in this way. It's lovely to have the McGann figure. Um, it's nice, I, I mean, it'd be nice to get an Evelyn Smythe action figure, but I mean, or even Levchenka. I've seen some speculation that there's going to be a, a Levchenka figure as part of the, the figurine selection from Ego Moss, which I don't buy, but it's, it's nice at all that. We just, we just need Levchenka to pop up on television next. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah, Nicola Walker, superb in everything yeah. she does. But no, it's, it's interesting, the figures, because I remember off the back of Time Crash, there was a San Diego Comic Con exclusive of the 10th Doctor and the 5th Doctor together. My friend Gareth, God bless him, he won't be listening. <laughs> Hi Gareth, even though you're not listening. Um, he, because he, he, he's a teacher and, and has no real responsibilities, so he just spends his, his ridiculously high wages and going to America every year. I'm jesting. But um, he was very kind to bring me back a, a Time Crash set. So wow. after dreaming since I was nine years old and used to pretend my Luke Skywalker action figure was the fifth Doctor, I finally, <laughs> at the ripe old age of 34 and a half, had a fifth Doctor action figure. It was amazing. In, in the Time Crash set, is the fifth Doctor slightly heavier? No. He has, that, was, that was the first figure when he came with Celery. I've actually got a sad story about the Time yeah. Crash. I think it was quite good because they gave Davy the red, the kind of dark red shirt, and yeah. it was it was really nice. I think I think this this it was either that year or the year after there was a a damaged Cyberman one as well. Yeah, which what, Gareth got me. What's your sad story about the uh, well, time I, crash set? I have the time crash set, and uh, it's it was sitting on my shelf, pristine, looking really really nice in the packet. 
not opened. Does this involve Katie? It does involve Katie. Katie. I think you can see where this is going. Katie must have been about five or six at the time, and she quite liked playing with the action figures. And she clocked these figures on the shelf. So Katie got a pair of scissors <laughs> and cut it open. But she actually did a really good job of it, and she took the doctor, uh, the doctors out, and played with them. So I came home and I was. You know, obviously I'm completely horrified, but at the same time, I'm also really pleased that she wants to play with them. So that's why when Tom was saying earlier about the boys playing with his Daleks, I completely feel your pain. But I, I, have to, I just love the figures, the fact there's such a variety and diversity. You've got, the, one of my favourites is the Earthshock Cyberman, which I think is a yeah. thing of beauty. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, being, when, I was, when I was younger, as I say, like, I'm Star Wars figures, I mean, my... I would have a stormtrooper or a TIE fighter pilot, and that would be the Cyberman to my yep. Luke Skywalker fifth doctor. I just wish they'd had these things when, when we were when we were kids and could justify playing with them. Well, I, mean, I, um, I, I used to be able to play with them with Katie. I don't, I don't, thing. I don't buy, don't buy as many figures as, as I have done. I mean, some of the recent B and M sets. I bought the Silver, Silver Nemesis Sylvester set. I bought the well, Frank Clive mice track me down a copy, you know, one of the Eighth Doctor and Interrogator mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. I, it's it's nice that they're doing them. I mean, um, there is a lovely scene in uh, the Five Doctors reboot. Yes. Uh, where Stephen Moffat is playing with his action figures. Yep. And we're not to be disturbed when his sex goes. We. Oui? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was lovely. And also, there's the there's one of the Catherine Tate sketches where she's being Lauren and Tennant's playing the teacher, mm. and uh, I think she, and she's placed with one of the Rose action figures, yeah. a Rose by any other name. Is that is that so? Yeah. Well. Thank you to Jamie Harris and his big brother Jack Harris for allowing us to have a look at their rather impressive collection of figures and associated merch, uh, including this wee, st- it's a steel one. It's a oh wow, I haven't seen that one. Oh aye, where's a ton? Yeah. We're looking so, at a little tar. It's, it's quite solid. It must be not a couple of inches tall. It's a beaut, not a spit inch. Yeah, it's, it's actually nice. quite heavy. I, I, I don't know. Who's this from? Oh, I can't really like this. Just a couple of tars. Uh, Jim, Jamie would tell you where it came from, and I'm not quite sure what set it's from, but it's it's the uh, it's the 10th Doctor's TARDIS. So, yeah, I don't it's know. so, I mean, you know, the action figures and stuff, like my um my early 20s, a while ago now, I kind of quite indulged myself with um with jigsaws. That was my thing for a while. I take it we're years. talking about the puzzles rather yeah. than actual tools. To yeah, yeah, just up. like because um, I, I had I had one when I was I got one. I remember getting one when I was about twelve, which was uh, a sort of painted one of the six Doctor and Perry and some Daleks. But I think the box got damaged and it got flung out. But mm. around about the same time, getting a, getting one of um, a John Pertwee one or John Pertwee one from <laughs> from at a church jumbo sale. You see, the reason I picked you up <laughs> in a previous podcast, or in a, oh, future, a podcast. future podcast, <laughs> wibbly wobbly time, <laughs> is because I remember hearing when The Ultimate Adventure was playing in Glasgow, right. um, and John Pertwee was coming out of a stage door, and there was an American lady, a friend of mine was there, I wasn't, but a friend of mine was there, and he said, this American lady was saying, oh, I just love John Pertwee. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm sure on one of the continuity announcements on the for the Five Faces repeat of the of the Carnival of Monsters. Yeah, they probably got it wrong as John well. Mm. Yeah. So I yeah, I mean one of one of Johnsy from the Green Death, where he's sort of holding the mushroom. Yeah. And getting that at a church jumbo sale, and then I went to every single church jumbo sale for about three or four years, and the off chance that another Doctor Who jigsaw would turn up, and of course none of them did. But um, no, I remember I remember going at the con- a lot of the conventions I went to in the. The nineties that I would kind of hover around the merch tables and buy jigsaws. I have a jigsaw shelf. 
Excellent. Of course you do. Of course I do. So, <laughs> so on the right, there's a couple of Captain Scarlet and the Mr. Owens ones, and then there's a couple of Piles of Doctor Who ones. So variously, I've got um, I've got another one from that that sort of square, sort of purple box, sort of John Perry sort of set. I think it's another Green Death one actually. I don't have the one of him and Troughton. I would like that. I've got a few of the Enemies of Doctor Who ones. Oh yes. With those beautiful covers. Do you, the, um, do, you um, do you like the, the jigsaw with the giant robots? See, I think that's... I'm trying to remember which one I do Plural. have. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to remember which one I don't have because we talk, I know we've talked about this before because I think Big Finish extrapolated Bernice's story from they that, did. didn't they? Yeah. What we've got is this cover, this, this beautiful jigsaw, and you've got giant robots stomping across an alien world. Great. And from this, Big Finish actually extrapolated a whole story called The Relics of Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> you can see what they did there. Yeah, it was a sort of like basically the, the kettlebell sort of prototype was sort of revived and they were used. Yeah, they found the bands. Band. Yeah, so the the best one obviously we talked about Terror of the Zygons recently for our St Andrews one. There's a really good one of the Zygons sort of emerging from all of this, and and they're beautiful. And there's a few, you know the you know the um Ken talked about getting the Doctor Who annuals and. I've got. I mean, I've got most of the Doctor Who annuals. You know, I've collected them. I didn't get them yeah. at the time, but one one that's one thing that's really good about them is they're they're really quite lurid sort of artwork, and they're quite you know unlike anything that was that was actually in the TV series at times. And some of the there's a there's a range of Tom Jigsaws with the Four Doctor, which I like. That there's one where he's sort of standing, and he's sort of surrounded by these sort of three guys and sort of cloaks and it's it's unearthly there's another one of him and Gallifrey with um some time lords and it's like a giant rat sort of thing with a horn on its head and these are just like they're fascinating that's probably my sort of um deepest sort of like you know fan tech I haven't got any yeah. for years but it's, it's picking up there's, there's another range with canine a couple of canines a couple of Daleks and then yeah. got one of each I've always got my eyes open. What about the Davison ones? Of the yeah, with the of yellow course. Boxes? Do you yeah. ever see these ones? No, yeah. I don't remember. They're, they're photographic think. ones. Yeah. There's one of Davison outside the stars. It's pretty much just a visitation cover, yeah. isn't it? And then there's um a couple of other ones where he's been sort of, the photograph's been cut out and dropped in. So there's one of him, he's been dropped in a, a photograph from Destiny of the Daleks. There's one of, a composite one of him and the Master inside the Oh, Tardis. it's dreadful. It's I've so got, I've got, I've got all four of those, I think. Yeah. It's Clayton Hickman, actually, because he was for a while, he was saying, right, tell me what Doctor Images you want me to make. To recreate, yeah. So I suggested, why don't you do that Davison, it's Davison and the Ainley Master in the TARDIS, and it's got the Master pointing his tissue compression eliminator at Davison in the TARDIS, and the Doctor's just got a sort of, oh. Yeah, it's, it's a photograph of, of Peter Davison reacting to, to a Tiroletto, and the photograph of Mr Ainley, I believe, from Legopolis, and, and it's this sort of drawing of the TARDIS console, and it's all sort of lumped together. So do how, how often do I do it? Do I do the jigsaws? Not that often. I can't lie, but I think when it, in the sort of mid nineties when I was picking them up and I was going to an octagon and stuff, it would be the first thing I'd do when I got home. Mm-hmm. Very relaxing. But because I'm not really a collector of the actual toys or you know, that kind of merchandise, my favourite thing from of Doctor Who merchandise is actually boringly a book, but it is just the best Doctor Who book I've bought in recent years, or I got it for Christmas actually, and it's the Doctor Who Vault. Oh, yes, by Marcus oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And, and it goes one. right from 63 right to the present day, about, and it does it chronologically about what was available, not just merchandise, but, but you know, serial giveaways of collecting mm. cards, and, and uh, as well as the books, and, and, and all the, the toys. Um, and the section in the latter half of the 70s is my favourite because that's you know when I was you know, really into them. Um, and it's got the, the cards, the, the, the action 
figures, not high figures, but you know the, the, the actual Weetabix. the Weetabix yeah. cards. Yeah. There was yeah. two different versions yeah. of them that were released yeah. about a year apart, mm-hmm. and they are fantastic. And it's just because so much of Doctor Who for me is about nostalgia, and it's lovely to be taken back to the seventies and see some of the stuff. Brem and I, my friend Brem, is, uh, who was another fan, we used to come home from school and use our pocket money to buy the small packets of Weetabix <laughs> just to get the cards yeah. out I mean, mm-hmm. and, the, and, and, and eat a couple of the biscuits dry yeah. just so we wouldn't have wasted, <laughs> yeah. entirely wasted our money yeah. just to get the collecting yeah. uh, the kept cards. You, kept you very regular. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I, I think they're fantastic some of these things. Yeah, I remember sort of similar things being done for Superman at one point. I don't, I don't think I ever had any of the, mm. the Doctor Who sort of figure. I'm, I'm sure there's um son of the guy that did the original artwork has made them all available again. He it's has, and, yeah. and, and I bought the, the mug from yeah. him directly, right. and inside the mug he'd put one of the original cards of, oh, a, of a Dalek yeah. with a, his dad's signature oh, was on lovely. it. Uh, so I've got that. Obviously. In fact, you drank tea of it the first uh, I did, ten minutes. Right? Awesome. Actually, before you go on, Tom. Oh, no. I thought we were going to get away with it. What's a farmer's favourite Doctor Who story? Right. You, you're trying to work it out, I was, David. Yeah, I know. Well, trying, why why bother? Uh, I don't, there's some way of kind of lessening the pain. If I can yeah, but it just extends it. the pain I know, because... Well, I know. Right, tell us. Cattle field. So yeah, we're going to be doing a Christmas episode very shortly, and we've been asking on the social medias people to tell us what their their favourite Christmas Doctor Who stories are. Yes, we've had a few um, sent in via Twitter. Here's one from Mark, who's at Scuttlecliff without an E. It's a tie between A Christmas Carol and The Husbands of River Song. He is uh, he says A Christmas Carol is just a magical tale from beginning to end, while Husbands brings the Doctor and River's epic tale to a funny emotional, heartbreaking, yet hopeful end. Another winner there from Stephen Moffat, I think. You know, it's, it's interesting, like, I, I, I loathed River for ages, but by the time of that one, that one came around, I was completely on side, you know, lumping the throat at the end. And oh. all sort of, it was so nice to see her, you know. <laughs> Here's that one from Peter Boyle, who says, Voyage of the Damned is still my favourite. Many close mm. seconds, but Voyage was pure, audacious, exciting nonsense. Perfect for Christmas Day. Here's one from At Cosmic Chris with a K. The Christmas Invasion, a story that was so good it made the Christmas special seem like it had been around forever. That is true. Why don't we discuss something along those lines soon? A Christmas Carol, (laughs) I-M-V-H-O, whatever that means. The best in In my... my very humble opinion. Oh, well, that's good. Very humble. Good, we like humble. Um, The best Christmas special and close to the best Matt Smith story. (laughs) And Husbands of River Song, a throwback to 70s light entertainment Christmas specials. Uncultured Barbarian says there are several I like, but I have a soft spot for the Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe. It just has such a nice feel all the way through. Mike Ferguson says, The Snowmen. Victoria and Clara should have got a full season with the 11th Doctor. She was awesome. Frosty the Showman. What a wonderful name. I fully accept I'll probably be in the minority here, but the end of time part one. Granted, I'm a sucker for anything involving John Sims' master, but the cliffhanger is both the goofiest thing ever and utterly brilliant at the same time. Can I tell you about the uh, cliffhanger for End of Time Part 1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it was one year where I think for family reasons I couldn't make it when MPs were invited to the special preview. Uh, you know, in London a week before Christmas, but a friend David Cairns did go. Oh, like David's brother. And he told me afterwards that the version that was shown to MPs, the cliffhanger was not the Time Lord. The cliffhanger was the Master taking over right. Earth. Interesting. Um, and they cut it out before the Time Lords appeared because obviously cause they didn't trust these MPs. Who knows why you wouldn't trust MPs? <laughs> um, but they didn't show, David didn't know about the Time Lords until he saw it on television on Christmas wow. Day. Yeah. That's really nice. I it's, like that. it's an interesting, well, I'm sure we'll um, remind me when we talk about the end of time that there's, there's, a, there's a point, out, there's, a, there's, there's one particular sort of thing I want to always point, out, always point out about the end of time. When we, when we do sort of Doctor Regent leaving, Sort of final stories. Okay. We'll come back to that. Eh? Mm, definitely. Yeah. I've got a couple more tweets. Not many left. Don't worry. Uh, Marinda B. Writing, which is a wonderful name. I don't know if anybody's got the surname of writing, but you should be a journalist with that name. Voyage of the Damned was the very first New Who episode I ever watched, so it has a special place for me. And we've got Josh at or Josh at Josh Sebastia a Christmas Carol. It was my very first special that I ever saw. I remember being glued to the TV. Hopefully you didn't actually physically get glued to the TV. That would be quite cruel. Um, Scripps Scribble says A Christmas Carol. There is no feeling quite like crying on Christmas Day. It's utterly gorgeous. There's, um, there's I, I, think, I think it has to be said before. Sorry to interrupt yeah, Dave. But I think it has to be said that although our own personal favourite Christmas episodes will be revealed in due course, yes. it does seem from listening to what the fans have said on Twitter, that A Christmas Carol is up there as <laughs> by far the one that it gets the most love. It's getting a lot of mentions, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is. I, mean, oh, I mean, what kind of video would go against the there's a few, public opinion? I can't imagine. There's a few on Facebook as well. Um, Cliff Chapman mentions The Snowmen and Last Christmas and Husbands of River Song, um, as well as The Next Doctor. And Paul Bergen mentions The Next Doctor, The End of Time, The Doctor, The Widow in the Wardrobe. And twice upon a time, and Adam Bullock mentions. Is, is there any, would it be quicker for Paul just to mention the ones he doesn't want? Yeah, yeah. That would probably <laughs> be the case, wouldn't it? Um, and, um, here's one from another one from Twitter. A Christmas Carol is probably the best, says Delirious Days. But the last scene in The Doctor, The Widow in the Wardrobe, is one of my favourites of the whole show. <laughs> Happy crime. Well, it's, what's really nice about Doctor Who, of course, is that, and being a Doctor Who fan, that there's, there's so much room for different opinions. And there isn't, <laughs> but, and yet at the same time, there isn't really. There's not a lot of You know, room. There, there's a right opinion and a wrong opinion, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, you might be finding a subtext to what, to what my, 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 my honourable friend across the other side of the, of the table is saying. Stay tuned, viewers. Yeah, here's, here's one from Christmas starry-eyed girl who says, The Christmas invasion, as it was the first, and I can still remember the agonising wait for the new Doctor. Was it really only six months? The sticker acts were a fabulous concept for a villain. It was very much a continuation of season one, though, so it may not be the best choice for casual viewers in the general public. My favourite self-contained Christmas story would be A Christmas Carol, <coughs> or Voyage of the Damned. Heroics adventure, lots of Christmas heart and fun. The Doctor doing what it does best in both iterations. Mate. And then one last one. Always give Feast of Stephen a listen as it's a break in the action. The next Doctor, as it's the only one that doesn't introduce to kill off, tie up the previous series plot threads, mm. I'll always have a soft spot for last Christmas. I've said what my favourite bit of merchandise is, which is the vault. Uh, Davy, if you had to pick a Christmas present for a young, not not childish, but a, you know, a, a Doctor Who fan who doesn't have a lot of the merch, what would you buy? Oh, for crying out loud, puts me on the spot. I've no idea. I don't know. Oh, um, you're a rubbish uncle. Yeah. 
Kenny's just picked up one of my son Jamie's. Uh, uh, you know, I'm th- th- you know, son of screwdrivers it. and broken it. I have to. I don't. The best, the best Doctor Who Christmas present I ever got was Doctor Who Celebration. Oh, great answer, Dave. Great answer. The book, the Peter Haining book that came out for the twentieth anniversary. I don't think I got it to the following year for some for whatever reason. Probably because Christmas '83, I was still getting lots of Star Wars figures. It's. Because it is, it was you know when when you're a young sort of neophyte sort of formative Doctor Who fan, the celebration was fantastic because it's just so much information, both sort of personal sort of pieces and stuff, and then and then lots of solid gold, you know, facts at the tail end. Yeah, I'm going to be bored and just sort of say you know. Yeah, no, that's fine. That. Yeah. That's a good one. What would you say, Ken? I think if you want to be if you're young, you obviously you watch Doctor Who and you want to play being the Doctor. So I don't think you can go wrong with getting somebody a toy sonic screwdriver. Yeah. This Christmas, of course. Character options have released us. We released a whole series of them. Do you get a cut on the movies? Listen, I'm just get a percentage for everyone that you sell. I'm keeping Al Duran a job here. He's my mate. I think they've got them at nine ninety nine each in the fabulous UNM. Um, we're current, Tom's currently holding up the River Song Sonic Screwdriver, which is super hard to get actually in its original form. Does that one have the panel that pops off and you can see? Uh, it's supposed to have, but I, I, I'm frightened. Oh, it does. Which, it does have it. That yeah, is the which one. one. Which ones are the issue then, Kenny? Uh, for Christmas this year, I think it is the Eccleston Tennant one. There is the Matt Smith one, the Fantastic War Doctor one, and I think it's the McGann one as well, which has got it's pretty much this classic Sonic Screwdriver but with a gold band on it. Oh, and they all look great. And the fact you can just go, oh, damn, it's not working. <laughs> damn it, it worked earlier. When it, it did work earlier. It worked earlier when I was no, being abused. it worked in the future. <laughs> there we go. I just think, how can you not go wrong with taking a sonic screwdriver, pointing at somebody and pressing the button? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Young fans nowadays, compared to what, you know, we've talked before about how in the olden days we had to make do with the target novels if we wanted to. Oh, to you're sounding like the four Yorkshiremen sketch yeah. now. <laughs> you know, if we were lucky. But, um, you know, it's, I would have loved to have, you know, a Sonic screwdriver. Oh, totally. Even though the Doctor yeah, wasn't used when I was a kid, but, you know, it's, um, aye, it's cracking. I think it's a great idea. The fact there's virtually every variant has been done. So, yes, I, I definitely enjoy them. What about you, Tom? What would you give? Well, as I, my mind was the vault. Of course. Yeah. Well, what, what would you give somebody, you'd give a young fan the vault as a present? Yeah. Yeah, that's a similar Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it takes some, it would have a similar sort of, Fulfillment as um as your actual Doctor Celebration. I suppose yeah. it depends how young they were. You can't go wrong with a remote controlled Dalek. Oh, definitely. I mean, actually, no, no matter what age you are, a remote controlled Dalek is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, a remote controlled Dalek, I think, is is probably what I would give uh, any fan. But yeah. I just would recommend whether for Christmas or anything else. You know, if you want a bit of nostalgia, get the vault. Yeah, I think, and also it helps fulfil part of Doctor Who's original remit remit to inform. And to entertain at the same time. Oh, God bless you, Ken. I know. I've got to turn Kenny's getting the big hug. Kenny's getting the big sweetie. And also, of course, um, one of my favourite of the character options remote control Daleks is the giant Dalek Supreme, the, the one with the red and all the extra bits on it. I've got that Jamie one. had that one as well. Yeah, because the thing was, they were really expensive. And then Tesco started selling them for 20 quid. So I went and got them as soon as I saw it. I was like, I'm having that. I remember being in, being in London and seeing a box that had, um, I think it was the Doctor, a Jadun and a Black Dalek. And it was only the fact that I would have to have got it, you know, home on the sleeper. Yeah. That prevented me from buying. Because mm. I remember the price just, I think it was Nasdaq of all places I saw it. And I was just like, oh. <gasps> It's tremendous. Yeah. Did you, I mean, did you ever buy any of the 12 inch? Yes, yeah. actually, bizarrely, from where we're sitting right now, we're quite close to Asda Tory Glen in Glasgow. <laughs> and I went in there, and <laughs> I, I was just in there of, of a lunchtime when I worked not clo- worked quite close by. 
and there they had the giant Jadun figures from Character Options, and I went in and got myself one of those at nine ninety nine. What a bargain! Yeah, Love I, think, it. I think I've got a Jadun and I've got a Doctor. I think I've got a doctor. I think I've got the member getting the doctor for Christmas. There's a photograph of me somewhere with an enormous sort of big cheesy grin with um with my Jadun and my doctor figures, and I think I've got a cyber control. Here, well. here's a question for both of you: Is there any way you can imagine how much money you've spent on Mate, merchandise over the years? Think, and, yeah. And if you could get all that money back, well, what would it look like? Well, you know, exactly. I wouldn't have a credit card bill. Put it but, that way. But I mean, you know, my comic collection is another indicator. Even. Just in the last year when I decided to collect Master of Kung Fu, it's just like, you know, it's like, don't have any Master Kung Fu, let's get some Master Kung Fu. No, it's, yeah. Well, the thing is, as my mum always used to say to my dad, when my dad would roll his eyes at me coming home with another bit of nonsense, you know, I, I could be up against the wall. So, you know, it's um, it's nice to have something to show for it. No, yeah, that really lies madness, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, this has been uh, a slightly more informal uh, discussion than usual. Next week, we'll get back to our normal uh, structure where we'll, each of us will be nominating our favourite Christmas adventure for discussion. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy the run up to Christmas. We'll see you next week. Cheerio from me. It's cheerio from me in association with Character Options. And it's cheerio from me. Be good to one and all. Bye bye. I'm gonna spend my Christmas with a Dalek and hug him underneath the mistletoe. I'll feed him sugar spice And hang a Christmas stocking from his big left coat And when we both get up on Christmas morning I'll kiss him on his chrome-inflated head And take him in to say hi to Mum And frighten Daddy out of his bed Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Happy Christmas Happy Christmas Merry Christmas